morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Simple Talk. Today, we're talking with Nicole Cook, and she is the owner of Organized by Design. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to have you here. So let's just jump right in and tell us uh, a bit about your journey and why you decided to become an entrepreneur. Okay. Well, I have had really an incredible career. I am so blessed. Um, I took sales and marketing in school. I really, I started originally in teaching and decided I didn't want to be in a classroom. Um, So I switched midstream into business and started my first business at 19, um, just a small direct sales company that I was working for at the time, but it gave me a lot of great experience. And after that, I just networked and was able to work for a variety of different companies, um, large, small, medium-sized, some in public sector, some in private sector. But it was great because I gained a lot of experience along the way. But the really interesting thing is I was able to essentially create my own jobs within those companies. So I was hired to do one thing And then I would recognize that there would be a gap or an area that needed to be, um, you know, maybe modified, addressed somehow in the organization. And then I would do my pitch and I would say to my boss, hey, I see there's a gap over here. You know, is this something maybe I can tackle? Um, So all of the companies I ever worked for, I actually wrote my own job description at some point during that time. So it was really great because I could work for somebody else and gain that experience and sort of that safety net, but be able to develop those entrepreneurial skills that were really in my heart to do. Um, My dad had his own business. So growing up, I, I sort of saw that the benefit of being an entrepreneur. I also saw the downsides of it when, you know, you're not in the office, then you're not getting paid, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) So there's definitely some trade-offs, but uh, so I I did that for quite a few years and then decided the timing was just right to take what I loved about all of the businesses I'd ever worked for and all the positions I'd ever had and create a company. And when I did that, I also made a very conscious decision to not take on stuff that I didn't like to do. So the stuff that I didn't like to do, I farmed out. So, you know, I have third party that I work with to do the stuff that isn't fun that I don't enjoy. So, so that was sort of how it all started for me. And, um, and I really just recognized as I was working those companies, how stressful it can be <clears throat> for people in say an office or manufacturing or whatever the industry, um, how stressful it is when things aren't well-organized, when systems aren't in place, when the processes aren't there, when the space isn't right. And it just creates so much anxiety, so much stress, um, people on sick leave, it, you know, it, it just, everything just escalates when that isn't under control. So that was really where I felt I really wanted to focus was how do I help people <clears throat> work and live in an environment that does not cause them stress. It should be an area that they want to come into every day or an area they want to go home to every day. So that was really how I decided to to start the business. Awesome. So tell me something you wish you knew before you started. 
So I, I guess, you know, it's the one thing that I, I thought I knew, but <laughs> turned out I, I didn't completely know because you don't completely know, right? Until you start. Um, but the one thing was really having the systems in place for growth. So um, now normally I would say, you know, you really should plan for a pandemic because that was really what I learned um, <laughs> after starting a business. And that wasn't in my, uh, you know, when I was doing my, my business plan, I did not put natural disasters and, you know, global pandemics in there, which I now advise my clients to do. Um, <laughs> but, but really it's the systems that um, you can sort of get stuck so, you know, you, you start a business and maybe it's just you, or maybe it's just you and your partner, um, you and two or three employees. So everything's pretty easy at that point. You know, you don't have to have things really nailed down, um, tend to be a little loosey goosey. So, you know, you've got invoices coming in and out, but you know what they can just, you just got that Rubbermaid container that you're just piling paperwork into in your business receipts and, you know, you're all able to kind of work in one desk and you just sort of share that space when people are in and out. And then the growth happens. And all of a sudden, you're really busy and you don't have time to address the growth. So you are still operating with systems that were designed for one or two people, but now you're five people or now you're 10 people. You know, you started with two customers and now you have 100 customers. And that's when things start to spin out of control. And so it's really important that you, you know, at least once a year, um, take inventory of what you are doing. Um, take a look at your space. Does the space still fit? You know, it, it worked a year ago. Is it still working for us now? Um, do I need a better filing system? Are we, you know, a behind in invoicing? So maybe I need to start using third-party invoicing companies. Um, you know, am I trying to, as a business owner, do it all? Am I trying to, you know, do the selling, you know, be the front line, answer the questions, do the invoicing, you know, buy toilet paper for the office? Like, am I trying to do everything? Or really you are. <laughs> yeah, right? So, so this way, it's like, okay, do I still need to a year down the road or two years down the road? Should I still be doing that? And you know, I, I talk about income producing activities and, and what activities should you as a business owner be doing that actually move your business forward, that even a little bit at a time, what are you doing that's promoting growth? And what are the things that are just wasting your time that, like yes, they things. have to be done, but <laughs> do they have to be done by you? Yes. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. so I, I think that would be to... the biggest thing is sort of assume your business is going to be great. Assume that you're going to grow mm -hmm. and proactively put some of that stuff in place before you even open your doors. So that as you grow, you're sort of growing into the systems that you set instead of trying to catch up to systems that you don't have. Yeah. You got to play the long game. Where am I going? That's exactly it. And that's why doing a one, three and five year business plan, you know, is so important because often people focus on the first year. They're not necessarily focused on where they want to, to move to. And that's why companies evaluate 
their business plans at the one, three, and five-year mark because things change. You might start a business a certain way, and then suddenly you have to switch gears because, hey, this other opportunity has come up and it's taking us in a different direction. So it's okay to adjust your business plan as long as it's in line with your actions and what you're actually doing. Yeah. I don't think any business ever ends up the way it first started. You're always going to grow and change. So you've got to be prepared. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's, that's it. Exactly. So any other tips and pointers you would have for entrepreneurs? Um, Well, I mean, like I said, the systems are really a big one, but um, the other thing is just network. Um, So much of my career uh, and the opportunities I've had have been completely because of networking, Um, you know, being involved with organizations like Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, women's business network groups, um, you know, Rotary Club, like anything in the community where you can make a connection is critical to being able to grow fast. I, I personally feel because that is where you're going to meet people that are out of your warm market that may be interested in your service. And sometimes it's not even that they're interested, but that somebody they know is interested in what you have to offer. Um, So when you're part of an organization, um, they usually try to support other members. So, you know, somebody's suddenly looking for, you know, in my case, they're looking for somebody to do home organization or they need processes redesign their business. Well, they're going to look to those organizations they're already part of to see if there's somebody there. Um, So the networking piece is, I think, really, really important to be able to to keep moving your business forward. Um, And that really has helped me immensely over the years. That's, that's like my number. That's my, um, my, my secret sauce, I guess. (laughs) Like that's my forte and that's how I grew um, so quickly in the beginning because I was just like, I'm going to go to all these things and meet all these people. And uh, yeah, that's what helped me grow. And it's it's funny because usually people, if they're a bit introverted, that isn't what they want to do. They don't naturally gravitate towards networking, but you don't have to necessarily be out there shaking everybody's hand at at every single event to network. Just being part of those organizations gets you noticed because your, your business name is listed. You know, you usually have opportunities to promote your business with different ads or social media opportunities. It doesn't always require you to be standing at a podium talking to people. (laughs) You know, it could just be drinking wine and hanging out. It could just be, they're the best ones, right? (laughs) Well, thanks so much, Nicole, for joining me today. This has been great. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more tips, check out our blog at simpledesk.ca and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of the action.